Splash Unicorner presents the Big Rich Music. The Sports Shit Show. It's your dude, Splat, and welcome to another episode of the Shit Show, for your entertainment only. How is everybody doing out there in Shit Show land, or as I like to call it, the world? <laughs> How you doing, everybody? How's it going? How's it hanging? Oh, usually to the right. Hope your week is going well. It's about to get warm here in Texas. About to hit 90 degrees the next couple days or close to it. But what are you going to do? Um, championship games are over. Um, yeah, we still got the NFL though, right? But uh, we're going to go ahead, you know. And head to the sidelines, motherfuckers. Yes. Yes. Let's see. Oh, goodness. Let's see what we got going in hockey. Anything going on in hockey? Maples, Jets, Games turns into bloodbath. Dirty plays abound. Abound. The Battle of Alberta might not be the biggest rivalry between two Canadian teams anymore. No, that title might now belong to the Winnipeg Jets and Toronto Maple Leafs. The two teams dated back to before this season haven't liked each other. Neil Pionk. Oh, we're in the hockey. We're... <laughs> I'm going to fuck all these names up. But here we go. Attempting to flatten Mitch Marner on an empty netter attempt last night. Helped ramped up the tensions between the two sides. And things got downright nasty Sunday in Manitoba. And of course, Pionk was at the center of it again. The first two periods started off relatively fine, but the Jets up 5-3. to three. In the third period, things began unraveling. It started when Pierre-Luc Dubius, Dubios, Dubius, Dubias, uh, started ragdolling fellow star center, Austin Matthews and referees Brad Meir, Meyer and Reed Anderson inexplicably just gave matching roughing penalties. <laughs> Let's see what this said. Doesn't say anything. Um, a little over a minute later, during the four-on-four, four, young Leafs defenseman Rasmus Sandin. A rising star dashed through the offensive zone and cut to the middle where he just got a shot off. Pionk came skating over, went knee-on-knee -knee with Sandin. 
sending the 21-year-old crashing to the ice in pain. The leaves thought it was dirty and Sandin had to be helped up off the ice. It was the kind of collision that could end someone's season. It was at that point Meyer and Anderson lost control of the game. Pionk didn't receive a penalty on the play. Um, sorry, I lost my place here. <laughs> Pionk didn't receive a penalty on the play, so the Leeds decided to take things into their own hands that resulted in into, uh, into sorry, my internet's freaking me out here. Resulted in a Jason Spenza launching at the Bianc on the fall to the ice, dropping to knee into the blue liner's head. In center ice faceoff thereafter, Sheldon Keefe brought out Wayne Simons, Simmons and Kyle Clifford, so you knew where, where things were heading at that point. Watch the whole gong show, as the Matthews put it afterwards. Take place here from the Pionk hit on Sandin to Spezza's headshot and the ensuing scraps. All, to all told, Toronto finished with 31 penalty minutes while the Jets had 21 and Winnipeg won the game 6-3. For better or for worse, the Leaves and the Jets aren't scheduled to play until March 31st. We'll be keeping an eye on that one. Uh, former Bruins forward uh, <laughs> Kretschese is dominating Zach League. Zeger shocked his lacrosse-style pass to Milano, resulted in Ducks' goal. Uh, Knights' lineup looks pretty scary with players back healthy. Uh, Wednesday's Caps clips keep them separated. Gotta keep them separated. Something like that. Brandon Perlini, Scott Harrington, clear waivers. Uh, Connor McDavid was kicked out for boarding Adrian Kemp. Huh. <clears throat> Slow connection still loading. Mm, talk dirty to me, internet. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> Connor McDavid was kicked out for boarding Adrian Kemp. Well, there goes Connor McDavid's chance at winning the Lady Buying Trophy. Bing, bang, bing. Help me out, hockey fans. McDavid was booted from Sunday night's loss against the Los Angeles Kings for boarding Adrian Kemp. He was assessed a five-minute boarding major and a game misconduct, and since there was under ten minutes left in the third period, McDavid was automatically tossed from the Gabe. The Gabe. So there you go on that one. Uh, Stars send G Bishop, uh, guard Bishop to AHL as long injury recovery continues. Um, Spezza's suspension adds to a growing number of key absences for the Leaves. Leafs? Leafs. Shouldn't it be Leaves? <laughs> or am I wrong on that one? Peterson helps Stars tie franchise record with seven wins in a row oh my uh topi who boy to topi niamela and ronnie hervonen it's fucking what is this tennis 
named to Team Finland for the WJC. Boo -doo -boo -beep -boop. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, it really is a shit show here. <laughs> Rangers Drearden Hunt was made the most has made the most of his opportunities. <laughs> I think that's enough of the hockey. Uh, former LA catcher announces retirement. Um, after eight seasons in the sh in the show, former Dodgers catcher Tim Federowitz. <laughs> you people is calling it a career the veteran announced his decision on instagram which also came with added great news starting to think about uh no sorry cape estimate cape upton and justin verlander enjoy italy trip during and oh yeah there is a <laughs> haven't seen this since i was a young man but there's a Major League Baseball lockout. A lockout, I say. Oh, excuse me. Pardon me, excuse me. Sorry. Had to make some rearrangements there. But yeah, there's a uh, baseball lockout. So... Hopefully they settle that shit before the season starts. Until then, there's really not going to be any news about baseball. Uh, basketball, the real reason that that star Kyrie Irving refuses to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Brooklyn Nets star point guard Kyrie Irving hasn't played yet this season because he's not vaccinated against the COVID-19. And it doesn't seem... As if he's going to be getting the jab anytime soon. Uh, while there has been reporting out there that uh, Irving is again vaccine mandate. Wait. Anytime soon. While there has been reporting out there suggesting Irving is again vaccine man against. Sorry. <laughs> against. That makes more sense. Vaccine mandates. In parentheses, the New York City mandate is part of the what's keeping him from playing. And that he wants to be a so-called voice for the voiceless. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson now has more than has more on the net star's choice. <clears throat> Let me get my bearings together. It's been a long week, people. It's hump day. Or was hump day? It's getting over the humps. Whoever, I don't fucking know anymore. Um, the closest, uh, the closest to him, the awful chair that Irving knows anything he says he will be magnified and scrutinized, and he doesn't want to be viewed as an anti-vaxer. Uh, he is not taking the stance to be a voice for the voiceless. He's just not trusting the available vaccines, according to sources. Irving also does not want to get vaccinated because of bad experiences with his health due to basketball injuries over the years. Oh, boy. Jennifer Lopez snuggles Ben Affleck at a Lakers game. PDA in front of LeBron. Oh. What, he didn't get him kicked out? <laughs> oh, Blasky. Too soon? Too soon. 
too soon. <laughs> well, good for uh, Benifer, or whatever they call him these days. Um, Jalen Roll. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Okay. Don't want that. Things just went haywire. Um. Okay. Why is this? Why? Why are we doing this? Okay. Sorry about that. Little technical difficulties. Everything went fucking crosswire. Um. Where was I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet you guys are enjoying this. Another beefy Zeon Williamson photo went viral. Fat ass. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Oh, it says right here, too, Kyrie Irving is allegedly waiting on plant-based version of the vaccine. <laughs> ah, you can't make this shit up, people. Uh, Vanessa Bryant shares how she's tormented by Kobe and Gianna's crash. It's oh, disgusting. I hope that cop gets fucking life. Khloe Kardashian spotted for the first time since alleged serial cheating. Uh, ex Tristan Thompson. Is this really NBA news, people? Oh, what in the fuck? Do we give a shit amid three-game losing streak? Memphis coach Penny Hardaway rips his veterans. He says they want it to be about them. Well, he's not wrong. The, the attitude in sports has totally, totally changed these days. <clears throat> Jimmy Butler uh, held out of Miami lineup due to lingering tailbone injury. Gordon Wood guide Rockets past Pelicans for sixth win in a row. Uh, uh, uh. The night Charles Barkley's Hall of Fame career ended doesn't, God doesn't make mistakes. Charles Barkley sat on a training table in the vis visitor's locker room. His left knee wrapped in ice began to cry as he talked to his wife on the phone. But first, the farewell in Philly on December 8th, 1999. Barkley, 36, already had announced. Ooh, pardon me. The 1999-2000 NBA season, his fourth with the Rockets, would be his last. This Wednesday night in Philadelphia would be a celebration in the city where his career began, part of a season-long swan song. Uh, the Sixers, who flew his mother, Charcy Glenn, and grandmother, Johnny Mickens, from his hometown of Leeds, Alabama, for the celebration honored Barkley before the game. On the scoreboard, high above the first Union Center floor, a video played. In it, a boyish Barkley laughs and cuts up, dunks, jaws, and rebounds, always rebounds, during his glory days with the 76ers. But in 10 minutes and 51 seconds into that game itself, Tyrone Hill, working to three feet from the basket, goes up for a shot and Barkley leaps to defend. Take a beat and ponder this. In an NBA career covering 16 seasons in 1,072 games, how many times would you, could you, guess Charles Barkley jumped? In a finer point, how many times did Barkley execute exactly this kind of defense? 
Would it have been easier just to concede to the taller foe? Those questions fashion one more way. How you ask Chuck not to be Chuck? He didn't want to contest Hill's shot. He had to. Barkley's heart always was bigger than the rest of his body. Bill Walton wrote in Sporting News soon thereafter, Barkley's left knee buckled as he went up. He collapsed to the floor, grabbed the knee that was bulging cur uh, curiously because that's what knees do when a uh, quadriceps tendon ruptures. After the play, Barkley summoned help from the Rockets bench, but not before calmly putting his, mother, his mouth guard in his sock. He was helped from the floor. God doesn't make mistakes, Mickens, Barkley's grandmother said afterwards. I guess the big fella in the sky wanted me to finish where I started, Barkley would put in his very Barkley way. Actually, after surgery, he came back to play one final game that April. But a Hall of Fame career as an undersized rebounder and outsized character effectively ended December 8, 1999 in Philadelphia. The effort play one that Barkley had executed thousands of times in 16 seasons. With signature Chuck, take on a player in Hill almost a half foot taller. Just the blown up knee part was different. I knew it was over when I saw it. I knew it was over when it first happened, Barkley told reporters. The way my kneecap was bulging through my leg, I said, well, it's been fun. I knew immediately it was over. The Sporting News recognized as much as covered Barkley's injury with a mix of appreciation and empathy, sarcasm, and humor. Kind of like Chuck. Uh, Walton weighed in on bittersweet end to uh, career. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Julius Irving announced their retirements in advance of their seasons and reaped the rewards of victory tours around the league. Bill Russell won his 11th NBA championship in the spring of 1969, then announced he was through. Everyone has a different way of saying goodbye, but when an injury forces you not to, into not playing out your entire final season the way it did Barkley, that's even more painful in the injury itself. I know because it happened to me. Uh, TSN's caught on the fly column referred to the round O rebound. On the same page, the starting five, what the sport world was talking about this week, addressed Barkley's career in a singular way. He averaged a double-double in even most games with a foot in his mouth. <laughs> oh... Yes, before Chuck the TNT analyst, there was Chuck the player, an equal entertaining talker, even when his behavior was, well, not so entertaining. Uh, when he wasn't throwing a belligerent uh, through a window, I was there. <laughs> I was actually at that bar. It was the basement in the flats in Cleveland, and uh, he got in a fight. I remember uh, the, the police officers walking him out. Yes, 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 I remember that, sir. A belligerent through a window or spitting on a fan, he provided in, uh, enough insults, insights, and nonsense to keep a, a hack of sports writers laughing all the way to typing machine, where it was nigh, uh, nigh impossible to decide if the quotes were born of ignorance, genius, or both. Kindred wrote, atop a collection of his favorite Barkley bites, any moron can score. <laughs> any moron can score, I swear to God. 
This is terrible. This splat. This podcast is terrible. Even though, even just a quarter of a way into the 1990-2000 season, the Sporting News NBA insider Dave El Cesarando had no trouble accounting for the year's biggest loss. The Coda, courtesy uh, David Dave D. Carl uh, Malone is the best power forward I ever saw, and Maurice Stokes was the best I, I never saw, but Barkley was the best inch for inch. No 6'4", 250-pound man could do things he did. Play as big as he did, dominate as easily as he did. But all this unique physical characteristics, I still appreciate his tongue the most. That's terrible. Uh, even if I didn't always like the way he used it, Barkley was the only true iconoclast left the pebble in the NBA commissioner David Stern's shoe. He never played it safe, but he never really seemed very dangerous either, unless you challenged him to throw you through a window. I see. I miss him already. <laughs> I just want. I know that was kind of long, and I apologize. I don't apologize because I love Charles. I love Charles. I know you love me, Splat. That's 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 very nice of you. But that that knee thing was terrible. <laughs> But I always like Charles Barkley. But there's a little part of NBA history there. I figured I'd share the whole uh, kit and caboodle with you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Celtics will miss two key guys in games versus the Clippers. Bulls DeRozan out Monday put in league's health safety protocols. Bradley Beal talks about his new personal logo and staying with Jordan Brand. Let's see anything going on in football. We're praying for Trent. 49ers provide an update. Trent can Trenton Cannon's injury. Oh boy. Uh the week 13 battle between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks had a scary start. Running back uh, Trenton Cannon went down after a vicious hit while returning the opening kickoff. Injuries during football aren't uncommon. However, seeing a player taken off the field via ambulance is very concerning. Huh, that's not good. Um, Cannon was transported to a local hospital to be evaluated for what was initially reported to be a serious concussion. He will remain there overnight for further observation. Per an in-game update from the 49ers, head coach Kyle Shanahan repeated the update during his post-game press conference while adding optimistic news about his player. Uh, concussions are very concerning, but all the stuff that you're really worried about, he's cleared, Shanahan shared. He remembers it all, so just a concussion, uh, they'll keep him overnight for that. Well, I hope he's okay. Uh, Bill's player clearly irked by Sean Merkin's comment after the Patriots win. Um, Sean McDermott might have fired shots at both the Bills and the Patriots during his post-game press, uh, post press conference Monday. Oh my. Sorry, there's a little barge there. Buffalo's head coach definitely took a dig at Belichick, who led New England to a historical, uneventful 14 10 victory at Highmark Stadium. However, commenting on Keneal Harry's first quarter muffed punt, McDermott inadvertently threw Bill's punt returners Isaiah McKenzie. And Marquise Stevenson under the bus. bus. <laughs> Both players were inactive Monday. Here's why. According to McDermott, 
The same reason they turned it over on their first punt return team. On their punt return team. I wasn't willing to do that. So I wanted to put a guy back there I trusted that was going to make a good decision with the ball. The Bills borderline uh, borderline unraveled after uh, losing to the Patriots. Um, losing to the Patriots. Oh, the New England Buffalo will meet again December 28th at Gillette Stadium. Sure, we'll all be watching that one. Watch it fucking be cold and snowy again. <laughs> will Compton signing with the Raiders. Jack Brewer rips Juicy most Juicy uh, Juicy Smollett. Uh Support from CNN's Don Lemon. What does that got to do with football? What does Juicy Smollett got to do with football? Somebody fucking explain that to me. What the fuck are you, dumb? Hey, Fox News, what are you, fucking dumb? You dumb dumbs. Never thought I would see this in America. What the fuck does that got to do? What the fuck? It says NFL. What the fuck does that got to do? Fuck you, Fox News. Fuck you, you dumb dumbs. You labeled your shit wrong, you fucking idiots. Good God, we don't want to hear about Juicy Smollett while I'm doing a fucking sports show, you fucking idiot. Fox cock chaos. Sorry. 49ers can't... Okay, we just read that. Shiesky, Kaiski, Kelly Moore. Going back for third question mark. After just uh, converting just two of 13 attempts on third downs in New Orleans, Kellen Moore said the staff is digging deep to see what the issues are and figures out the problems stem from first and second down. Well, no fucking shit. Uh, Jer Alexander returns to practice. One of the Packers' injured standouts is moving close to return. Hi-air, Jair to Alexander. Uh, I'm sure Miss Michaels will let me know how to pronounce that on Sunday. Uh, will practice. I think it's Jair. I don't know. For the Packers. I always call him Alexander or number 23. For the Packers on Wednesday. Uh, this will start the Pro Bowl cornerbacks. 21-day IR activation clock. The Packers must move Alexander back. Onto the active roster by December 29th or place him on season-ending injured reserve. Alexander has not played since week four. Alexander is likely to be eased back into action. That's a good sign, Packer fans. Deontay Johnson not seeking leadership role. I just let my play do the talking. We don't care. We don't care. Say goodbye to the Saintations, the new name for Saints Dancers Cheerleaders. <laughs> what? Uh, the Saintations? The Saintations? Saintations. Ain't der no more. <laughs> I want to read this as written. <laughs> the Saintations aren't there no more. 
The new name for the Saints Entertainment Team, including the dancers formerly known as the Saintsations, is the Saints Chair Crew with the K-R-E-W-E to sound, to look cool, K-E-W-L. Uh, the team announced Monday, that sucks. The crew is uh, also includes the cheerleaders and the stunters. Uh, the new name was picked with help from our fans. No, it wasn't, you fucking liars. <laughs> Uh, we have made it our priority to create great fan experience in the NFL and believe that involving our experience, our entertainment and engagement teams into the Saints cheer team will keep us up with the loading edge of the game. Enter Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Christ. The, what was it again? <laughs> the Saints cheer crew. How original. Sensations was way better. Uh, Dan Campbell gave Lions owner Sheena Ford Hamp a bear hug after the Lions' first win. Uh, how much noise can surging Miami Dolphins make in the AFC? Bum, 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 bum. There's some other teams. They're flipping script and they're getting good. But oh, we got to kind of look at who they're fucking playing. Um, Browns add tight end depth amid flurry of roster moves. Despite using three tight end sets with some frequency, the Cleveland Browns have rolled with only three on their roster. Rolling, rolling, rolling. But heading into week into week 14, two-thirds of their tight ends um, are sidelined and heading into a must-win game. Harrison Bryant went down first, suffering a high ankle sprain in the last Ravens game in Week 12. Kevin Stavansky says he could miss multiple weeks, and the team is thinking about putting Bryant on IR. Um, COVID-19 put David Njoku out of action, although the veteran tweeted he is asymptomatic. Najoku will have to test negative twice by Saturday to make it to make it back against the Ravens Sunday. Fellow tight end Steven Carlson, already on season-ending uh, IR, also tested positive Tuesday. That leaves only Austin Hooper available, but help is on the way. Brian sign Forrestall. Add Travis. Brown's ov uh, obvious first move was to sign their practice squad tight end Miller Forrestall to their active roster. Forrestall has remained on the active roster for at least three weeks, so he fills the Bryant role. Uh, this is the second time Forrestall was called up, although he was inactive in Week 9. Uh, he is a true rookie with no regular season game experience. Cleveland also signed Ross Travis, who has seven NFL starts and 29 games appearances with four teams under his belt. Travis, 6'6 and 251 pounds, played basketball for Penn State and signed as a UDFA by the Chiefs in 2015. He started three games this season for the Arizona Cardinals. Hey, primarily a blocking tight end, Travis has yet to score a touchdown with his 14 career catches. He, it wasn't all bad news for the Browns on, on the COVID front. Charlie Hewlett. Tested negative again, allowing the team to re uh, reactivate him from the COVID reserve list. This means Browns fans won't see Mac Wilson uh, make his long snapper debut Sunday. 
and Johnny Stanton also inactivated for the practice squad COVID list. He'll be at practice and available for call-up again. The Browns released guard Trist, Tristan Hoge or Hodge or from the practice squad to add Travis. Earlier in the day, the team designated linebacker Jacob Phillips for return from the injured reserve. He has three-week window to be activated, but he but uh, he returned to the practice field Tuesday. Everybody's healing up, man. Maybe we can get this thing started. You know, we can get us something going on here, Cleveland. Uh, because uh, we're looking dismal right now. And with the fucking Steelers winning and the Ravens winning and the fucking Bengals, and, well, they didn't win, but they're still up there. We still have a shot to win the division, though, so that is a boner. Mac Jones files for new trademark that isn't Tom Brady-like. That isn't so Tom Brady-like. MJ10. <laughs> Hell original. <laughs> I like that kid, though. It's good to see that I called it. That I, uh, I, I, I even, before it was a popular subject, I was talking to my buddy Ross a month ago or something about a possible, it was a couple weeks ago maybe or something, but I was talking, I was like, imagine a Buccaneers-Patriots Super Bowl, and especially the Super Bowl with fucking Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, and is Eminem going to be there? Matt Nagy is putting winning ahead of critical development because of the Bears aren't mathematically eliminated yet. Tevin, J- Tevin Jenkins made his NFL debut on Sunday, but if you blinked, you might have missed it. Jenkins was limited to a grand total of two special team snaps. And when the Bears head coach Matt Nagy was asked about, fire that guy. Fire Matt Nagy. He's garbage. Cincinnati Bagels quarterback Joe Burrow bothered by his NFL leading 14 interceptions. Yeah, well, welcome to the NFL, brother. Bills fan bungles pregame table smashing epic whiff caught on video. Raiders' uh, Rich Biaskia, Bisakia asked Lee to look at low block penalty on Jonathan Abram. Ooh, we're asking for that shit now. Um, um, Elijah Mitchell. Um, had an MRI on his knee and is dealing with some irritation. Um, the Fleur. Linebacker uh, Devondre Campbell can return Friday and is asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. How come no one's come out with that song yet? Asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. Maybe I'll work on it. On Tuesday... Of the Packers' bye week last week, it was announced that Green Bay inside linebacker Devontae Campbell was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. With the Packers no longer having media availability uh, for the week following the announcement, he had to wait until Monday to hear Campbell's status from coach Matt LeFleur. LeFleur stated he's Dre's doing well. We're hopeful that he can get him back in this building, and we'll, we'll see where he's at when he can come back in on Friday, provided that he's asymptom, asymptomatic, <laughs> which I believe he is. He is doing everything he can at home to be at his best 
and we'll make sure that we incorporate him throughout our game plan meetings through Zoom, and he will be a big part of it. More good news for the Packer fans. Rams' Andre Whitworth named 2021 Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. It's that time of the year, people. Um, Minnesota's Adam Thielen remains absent on Tuesday. Chicago Bears. Fred Warner returns to practice ahead of 49ers Bengals. Oh, Seattle loses uh, Jamal Adams for season two shoulder injury. New York Giants. No, it's a draft. We're not going to talk about that. Zach Ertz discusses transition to Cardinals playing with Kyler Murray and how Arizona has built right. Cowboys making a case for Micah Parkins as the NFL's defensive player of the year. Uh, former NFL GM says Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are broken. Oh. Justin Tuck, watch him win the fucking Super Bowl or something. <laughs> Justin Tuck to be inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. A Native American designed Washington's logo. Now his family won it back. Huh. Anyway. Will Matt Nagy or Mike Zimmer be fired first? <laughs> Fire them now, both of them. Oh. Let's see. For Miles Garrett, Johnny Stanton, and a few of their uh, Browns teammates, the RPG of choice is the classic Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what? Uh, or role-playing games for those not in the now RPGs. For Miles Garrett, Johnny Stanton, and a few of their brown teammates, RPG of choice is the classic Dungeons and Dragons. The group first formed in 2000 or 2020 September. Stanton's behest is the only one in any prior DMT experience. The white guy, of course, is served as dungeon master or DM. And helped everyone choose characters. The usual game scene is gathering. I didn't know this game was still around, really. <laughs> around a table in Garrett's house to roll dice and role play while Stanton serves up a fantasy saga of puzzles to solve. Uh, people to save and bloodthirsty baddies to slay. Here are a few of the... Do <laughs> we want to go through this? Basically, Dungeons and Dragons is before there were video games. We sat around and make made up a fantasy world of like Lord of the Rings type shit, right? And uh, we weren't allowed to play it around our parents because they thought, you know, the church and everybody, the news, the media, whatever. But they said it was devil worshiping. <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna end it on that one. We'll end the sidelines on that one for the week. And uh, while we're here, let's uh, let's give you the upcoming um, NFL games. Give me a second here. Let me get this shit in order. NFL games, and maybe Harambe will stop by and say hello to us all. We miss you, Harambe, here at the shit show. So, yeah. 
Okay, so the upcoming games this weekend. Uh, tonight we have uh, Pittsburgh's Lee's shitty team versus the Minnesota Knicks team. Skull, 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 Vikings. Uh, that's at 720 on Fox. Minnesota is favored by three. Uh, then Sunday, Ravens, Baltimore Ravens versus the motherfucking Cleveland motherfucking Browns. Go dog power. That's at noon. And Cleveland is favored by two and a half. I'll miss half of this game. I'm upset about that. But it's for my little Coco's benefit to see and get her picture taken with Santa. Sorry for the hiccups. I feel like the hiccups are my co-host at this point. She's going to see Santa for the first time she missed last year. So I'll be missing half of that game. But uh, go Cleveland Browns. We had our bye week. We are healthy. We need to make a run of things. And we need to make a stand. We need to do it now. Now, 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 make it known that we are still here and we are still competing. Um, and we're not going to give up. We are not going to give up. Um, The Dallas Cowboy Cowboys versus the team, the football team, Washington, the football team. That's at noon. Dallas is favored by four. <clears throat> you know, something to drink here. <clears throat> uh, we have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Houston Texans. Well, that's at noon. And Seattle, well, they're favored by seven and a half. Then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans. That's at noon. Tennessee Titans are favored by eight and a half. Then we have the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is favored by nine and a half. Big rivalry game there. Then we have the New Orleans Saints versus the New York Jets. And Jet, uh, New Orleans is favored by five points. Then we have the Atlanta Falcons um, versus the North Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina is favored by two and a half on that match. They both are five and seven, by the way. And then we have the Detroit Lions finally win a game. Lions 110-1. <laughs> and you have the Broncos at 6-6. Denver is favored by 8.5. Uh, then we have the New York Giants 4-8 and eight versus the Chargers that are 7-5. and five. Oh, these are, oh, shit. Uh, the Lions-Broncos game is at 3 o'clock. Uh, this game is, we're at the afternoon games now. My apologies, my bad, my bad. Sorry, excuse me, sorry. Um, the uh, 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 New York Giants versus the Chargers. Giants 4-8, and eight, Chargers 7-5. and five. Uh, Chargers are favored by 10 points. Then we have the San, San Francisco Treat 49ers 
versus the Cincinnati Bungholes. Go 49ers! 49ers 6 and 6. Bungholes 7 and 5. San Francisco is favored by one and a half. Uh, then we have uh, the Buffalo Bills versus the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bills are seven and five. Buccaneers are nine and three, and Tampa Bay is favored by three and a half. Uh, then we have the Chicago Bears, 4-8, and eight, versus Green Bay. Go Packers! Packers, 9-3. Packers are favored by 12.5. That's, that's the NBC night, American football night or whatever, 7-20. Uh, Going to hang out with Miss Michaels for that game because she's a Packers fan. Then we have the Monday night, December 13th. The LA Rams at 8 and 4. And the Arizona Cardinals at 10 and 2. Still 10 and 2. That's oof. That's at 7:15. Arizona is favored by 2 and a half. <clears throat> so I guess we'll just move on to the picks. I suppose First, uh, I, hold on a second. We'll take a break here. I got to pee. All right. Sorry about that. Had to tinkle a little bit. Had to tinkle. Um, but uh, we're going to do the picks for the week. Uh, we're waiting for Rambe to come in. Um, I called out to him. and We're just waiting for him to come here. So tonight, I'm going to take the fucking Vikings over uh, Pittsburgh's... Um, Lee shitty team just because I hate them I'm never gonna pick them so it's gonna be the Vikings for me and then we're gonna mosey on down let's see who we got here 49ers Bengals. I am gonna go on a limb here and take the Raiders the Raiders over the Chiefs how does that sound sounds amazing doesn't it but yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders over the Chiefs, and then I'm going to take the Vikings over um, Lee's shitty favorite team. Or Lee's shitty team, whatever the fuck it's called. The fucking Queelers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so... I mean, there's a lot of good games here, though. But I just feel like the Raiders, it is, in, it is in Kansas City. Huh. That's a tough <laughs> one. Yo. Hey. Hey, hey Harambe. How, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know it's Thursday. We used to go on Monday. But now I'm yeah. here. As long as you're here, that's all we care about. schedule just doesn't, uh, I work for Monday split. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's all right, man. We're cool I just heard it. you, uh. We're flexible. Uh, you know. What? Making the picks. Sure Got was, but. in my ear. Up here in the spirit world. Yeah. Um. Well, I know. was calling out to you. Uh, so what you been up to, spare How's it nah, going? it's going yeah, good, man. Holidays going are coming up and shit. Yeah, yeah, real quick too. Um, real fast. Got, I can't I believe. Got the Rose Bowl and shit. 
Yeah, go Buckeyes. Good, good job for your Ohio State Buckeyes. Cause yeah, OH. Their season all for, for like the last two weeks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, motherfucker. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. So I'm just here, really, Splat, to give you yeah. my fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we love it. <laughs> well, so, give it to us. Give it to do us, man. Him or not. I do, so I man. Come on, man. To my knowledge, what I was hearing. Yeah, uh, were you? Know, you? My ears are very good, Splat. You know why? Why? You know why? Why? Because I'm fucking dead, motherfucker. That's why. <laughs> I know. So I anyway, know. I heard you saying that you was taking the Vikings over the Steelers tonight. <coughs> I was. And Correct. Well, Harambe, I won't disagree with you. I'm going to take the motherfucking Steelers what? over what? the motherfucking Vikings. What? What? I know. I know you hate them, Splat. I know you Fuck can't you. fucking stand them and all Fuck this and that. You. But I'm going against my, my uh, gut we here, and I'm going with the Steelers. I thought that's we were my, friends. That's an upset and a pick for tonight, so I still get fuck my you. upset, correct? Yeah, fuck okay, you. Okay. <laughs> fuck that. Spirit weed. I, I, I tend to forget shit. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, obviously you are if you're picking them. Yeah, I heard I you because you're picking the Steelers. Dead, motherfucker. <laughs> fuck just you. Playing you just <laughs> playing with your spot. Just all funny games here. I know, but the Steelers, man? Come on, man. So what else kind of games we got going on here where I can get my upset? I'm going to take my upset here. There's a lot more well, games. Splat, uh, a lot of games going playing on. With your dick. Uh, I'm gonna take the Washington, the football uh, team. Fuck that! I'm gonna call the Washington fucking Redskins oh, over the oh, motherfucking whoa. we whatever them boy Cowboys. Whoa, okay, whoa, whoa. okay, whoa. motherfucker. That's who I'm little, taking. A little fucking angry. Uh, taking Washington, huh? But, Interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting pick. So. Steelers for tonight's game. Fuck you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Fuck you. Okay. I ain't you, Splat. Fuck you. <laughs> you ain't me. And fuck, fuck them. Me. No, fuck and you and fuck them. The football team. Uh, over the, over, over them boys. I hate you fucking crazy. You got, you're crazy. Okay. Yeah, that's a stupid move, but yeah, so, whatever. So, yeah, like I said, I said, that concludes our week. It was a week 14, Splat. We, what yes, the sir. We keep on doing this shit. Yes, I mean, man. As long as you want to. Yeah, man, I'm gonna miss you on the off season. And no, shit, right? you can come by anytime you, you want. Uh, you come gotta fight me back after football's over. Always, you you're you're shit. always welcome here at Splash Sports yeah. Show. I know always. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Playoffs. I'll be around for that shit too. You can be around you anytime you want to come. Holy shit out of your listeners, but hey, that's what Harambe do. <laughs> we love you here, Harambe. Okay. Yeah, we give well, each other it was shit. Good hanging right? out with you, Splash. Good seeing you. Appreciate you, brother. Good seeing you, and uh, I guess yes, we'll sir. talk to you next Thursday. Absolutely. Come uh, on by. Hope your team wins. Hope your Cleveland Browns get this shit together. I hope you. I uh, hope your spirit world. Get a little healthy now. Yeah, um, hopefully. We need to turn that shit around. Playing the Ravens every fucking week and shit. Yeah, seems like but, it, right? Uh, we'll catch you later, Spud, and uh, tell right, the listeners brother. I said hi. All right, man. Week. Okay, now. All so right, all right. the fuck out. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Everybody else, uh, thank you, Harambe. Um, so that's our picks. That's the show for the for the week. Um, actually, you know what? Give a shout-out to... Uh, let's see what's... I wanted to see... I can't find it. Here it is. Uh, the Cavaliers are actually playing good ball here. I just want to see where they're at in the standings. A little shout-out to the Cavaliers there. They're four games behind the Brooklyn Nets. 
Let's see, Eastern Conference, we have the Brooklyn Nets at first place, Chicago Bulls, who we just beat tonight, 115-92. to And then we have the third place, Milwaukee Bucks. And then number four, you have the Miami, okay, okay, Chicago's one point behind, or one game behind. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks are a game and a half behind. Miami's three and a half behind. Washington is three and a half behind. Philly is four. Then it's number seven, Cleveland. We are not bad at all. Four games behind first place there. Um, eighth place is Charlotte. Ninth is Atlanta. And number 10 is Boston. And then, of course, the other guys that are five, six, seven. New York has five games behind. Toronto, six games behind. Indiana Pacers are seven. And a half games behind. Orlando is 12 and a half. Detroit is 12 and a half. And in the Western Conference over here, we might as well just do them all while we're here before we bolt out of here. Number one, the Gay, Gay State Warriors, or whatever the fuck they're called. Number two is the Phoenix Suns, and they're both even at 20 wins and four losses. Number three is Utah Jazz. They're three and a half games behind. Number four is the Memphis. The Memphis, forget what they are. Memphis, ah, whatever. They're six games behind. L.A. Clippers are seven and a half. L.A. Lakers are seven and a half behind. Uh, Dallas Mavericks are eight and a half behind. Denver, eight and a half behind. Minnesota, nine games behind. Portland is nine and a half. And then below that, below the ten, the top ten, we have the San Antonio something or another. Is it San Antonio? It's, uh, what the fuck is it? Sacramento. God, I'm an idiot. They're 10 games behind. San Antonio is 11 and a half games behind. Houston Rockets are 12 and a half behind. Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma City Thunder, whatever, 12 and a half behind. And New Orleans Pelicans are 14 behind. But Cavaliers are looking pretty good, actually. So go Cavs, go Browns. And we'll see about the Guardians when that time comes. Go Blue Jackets. Go Monsters. And that's going to conclude the episode for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you have anything to say, any input you want me to include, joy, uh, write me at Sports Splats Unicorner. Sorry. Splats. Unicorner at yahoo.com or just Unicorner on Facebook. Join us here on Monday, uh, Tuesday for the Monday Night Shit Show, Wednesday for the Splats Unicorner podcast, and then back here on Thursday for the Splat Sports Shit Show. Um, you know, I love you guys. I hope your team wins, except for a few of you. <laughs> But who cares? Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. Um, anything else I got to add? Uh, I guess not. Uh, stay high, stay fly. Peace and love and the holy smoke above. I'm out, bitches.